welcome to Wednesday One Shots, the new series where we share a bonus story to help you get through that midweek slump. This week we have a story from a listener named Sinfully Circe. From the age of about 14, Minecraft was my escape from life. I would play it constantly. In September 2015, I was 16 and had just found a new Minecraft server. It was owned by a YouTuber that I watched very regularly. I was there on the day that it opened, and I spent all of my free time there. It was Christmas Day when I first started Skype calling people on the server. I quickly made a group of friends. We were all girls of various ages. In the following year or two, the group of friends grew. Some friends would leave and others would join. It was about a year and a half after the first Skype call that I met a girl. I was 17 at this point and she was 20, but the slight age difference didn't bother us. There was an instant connection. The moment we started talking, it was like we had known each other for years. It was about a month in that we finally spoke and agreed that we were a couple. The honeymoon period lasted a few months, and in that time we were both promoted to moderators. Then I was bumped up to the new senior moderator position that the admin created, so I was able to stop asking him for things and just start doing them myself. Our honeymoon period came to an end when things started to get a bit rough between us. We were both emotional people who had been broken in the past, and we struggled to trust one another completely. We agreed that it would be better for our mental health to break up. We didn't want to make our group of mutual friends and the other moderators take sides, so I tried to distance myself from them. I wanted to keep things as professional as a 17-year-old emotional mess on Minecraft could, especially since I was unofficially my ex-girlfriend's boss. I sent a generic is anyone up for a Skype call to the chat on Minecraft. I figured a couple of people would at least jump to a chance to talk to a senior moderator. People had this preconceived notion that being friends with me would get them good stuff for free. It didn't. I was right, a couple of people were up to Skype, but I recognized some of the names as being younger kids on the server. I was not comfortable talking to them since I was almost an adult. There was one person who sent me a message that I paid attention to who referred to themselves as Sparrow. Sparrow sent me a message online. I had never spoken to him before, but I knew of him. I knew that he was about 19, like me, living in the UK. I agreed to Skype him and figured what would be the harm. We became very fast friends and we were on a Skype call for about six hours that first night and ended up staying up until three in the morning just talking about God knows what. We agreed to call each other again the next day and sent messages in between that. It had been barely three days before he started flirting with me. I made it very clear that I was still in love with my ex and that I was not interested. I told him that thinking of me romantically would only hurt him because I was not going to reciprocate. I gave him a choice. Talk to me as a friend or don't talk to me at all. Apparently, he chose hidden option number three, which was to ignore what I said and continue to act as though I was his girlfriend. I did my best to ignore the romantic messages, but they became increasingly sexual as time went on. In reality, this was only a week later at the very most. We were on a call one night, and I had this magic ability to just fall asleep anywhere, anytime, no matter what was happening. It's a blessing and a curse. 
Well, long story short, I fell asleep on the call. I woke up nine hours later to find that we were still on a call together. My phone was burning hot and at 5%. I hung up immediately and stuck my phone on the charger. I sent him a message along the lines of, Sorry, I fell asleep on the call. I'm assuming that you did too. Because that was the only logical explanation that I could think of for still being on the call. Sparrow responded with a message that made me feel sick. No, I didn't sleep at all last night. I just listened to you sleep. It was cute. I'm the sort of person who struggles to say no to people or be mean to them Instead of telling him what he did was fucking creepy, and I never wanted him to talk to me again, I just told him I was concerned about my phone being burning hot and on a really low charge. He agreed that if I fell asleep on a call again, he would hang up. The main selling point for him was when I said that if we were on a call all night, my phone would be drained in the morning and I wouldn't be able to text him during the day while I was at school. Now by this point... I wanted to put distance between Sparrow and me. But again, I can't say no to people. So, when he asked to call me each night, I would agree every single time. I tried to be boring to make it so that he didn't want to talk to me, but he just kept on flirting and he continued to be progressively more sexual. I'd be at college and I'd get a text telling me all of the things that he wanted to do to me. It was even worse on our calls. I would just nervously chuckle and change the subject, but he would always bring it back around. Eventually, I had an idea. If I pretended to fall asleep on a call, Sparrow would hang up as we previously agreed and I wouldn't have to say that I just didn't want to talk to him. My plan was foolproof, right? Nothing could possibly go wrong. So, I did exactly that. That's when the whispering started. While he thought I was asleep... Sparrow would spend 30 minutes on the call whispering things to me while I was quote-unquote sleeping. This was always along the lines of, I love you, you're beautiful, you're the only one for me, I've fallen so in love with you. I had known this guy for two weeks at the very most. I told him God knows how many times that I was not interested. It felt like he was trying to subliminally make me fall for him by whispering these things while I was at my most vulnerable state, sleeping. At this point, I was thoroughly creeped out and I finally ghosted him. Not the best thing to do, I know, but it was all I could think of as a teenager. When he realized I was ignoring his messages, he would talk to my friends and ask them to relay messages to me. Somewhere along the lines, I had told him that I really liked lilacs while on Minecraft. I thought they were pretty, so he gave me 20 stacks of lilacs in the game. That's 1,280 lilacs for anyone who doesn't play Minecraft. This guy sat there and gathered over a 1,000 lilacs to give to me. I redistributed all of them to random people on the server. It's been years, and I still refuse to decorate any of my houses with lilacs. I felt physically sick every time Sparrow was online on Minecraft. Eventually, I blocked him on all social media because this man would not take a hint. I didn't want to talk to him. I counted 20 unanswered messages on Facebook alone. I blocked his phone number because my stupid ass had given that to him. Though for some reason, he was still able to leave me voicemails. 
I played them to my friend once. My friend could also see all the red flags that Sparrow was waving. During this time, I ended up getting back together with my ex. I posted publicly about this in hopes that he would end up seeing it and finally get the message. But this pissed him off. He would say hateful things about me and about my friends who had been standing up to him to protect me. It was about then that I realized that while I had not given him my address, I told him what town I lived in, and he knew my full name from Facebook. I lived in panic for months, worried that he would track me down in person. I didn't know what he was capable of, and I really didn't want to find out. At this point, the only place Sparrow could still contact me was now Minecraft. At first, I thought I could just use the handy little ignore feature so that he wouldn't see my messages and I wouldn't see his. But then I remembered that I was a senior moderator. I needed to be able to see his messages to ensure that he wasn't harassing anyone else. I begged and begged our admin to let me permanently ban him, but the admin ignored my pleas. I was able to get him banned temporarily. This was after he called one of my friends something offensive, but that was only for a few days. After this temporary ban was over, I couldn't take it anymore. Eventually, I quit the server completely. My ex and I had broken up for good. Our admin had quit, and while he was bad at communicating with us, the new one was somehow even worse. I just wasn't happy there. It wasn't until I joined a new server that I realized how badly my former server was run. I joined a new server and mentioned Sparrow, and another guy on the staff team that sent a nude to a minor to some of my friends. Both were banned before they even had a chance to join the server that I was on now. Now, all I have to remember Sparrow by is a couple of screenshots from our old conversations. Most of these screenshots were messages, which had been sent to me after I ghosted him. On another server, I met a guy who I spoke to for a day before I instantly got the same feeling that I got from Sparrow. I blocked and ignored him before things got to that same point. So to my Minecraft stalker, Sparrow, let's not meet. Thank you for listening and thank you to Sinfully Circe for submitting that story. Don't forget, if you want to hear your story on the show, send it in to letsnotmeetstories at gmail.com and don't forget to check out all of the other podcasts at crypticcountypodcasts.com like Odd Trails, my true paranormal podcast, Welcome to Paradise, It Sucks, and the Old Time Radio Cast. You can also find them wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to get access to bonus content for Let's Not Meet, head over to patreon.com forward slash let's not meet podcast to sign up and support the show today. I'll see you guys next week for a brand new episode. Stay safe.